Welcome, everybody. I know it's been a while, but we are back with the Meatheads podcast. Move done. Burberry scars, stripping Perry on, living like a comet, moving amongst the stars, hundred thousand dollar sports car. The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is. How's everybody's father feeling today? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome everybody to the Circle Bay Podcast, episode 172. Senoras y señores, of course. The hopes these people obviously here with me, Familia, the greatest faction of all time here that we have, ladies and gentlemen. Here we sign in my blood. They're my all, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, let me go ahead and choose, of course, the man, of course, that keeps us raw dogging every Monday night, keeps <laughs> us TNA every Wednesday, and give us what the hell we want on Fridays on XM Radio, ladies and gentlemen, and here as well on Circle Debate. Mi hermano, my blood, my all, ladies and gentlemen, of course. Mike Dinero, ladies and gentlemen. What is going on, Dinero? What is going on? Oh. Glad to be back, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, bro. Not only am I back, but I'm working with Pepsi Phil. Like, mm-hmm. first time ever. I'm excited. Okay, well, hey, Gail. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. Born in the darkness, everybody. That's right. That's right. And of course, the real the man who made his return. But <laughs> but we got the real Pepsi here, ladies and gentlemen. The real, our brother, our other host right here, Pepsi Phil. What's going on, Pepsi Phil? Yeah, I gotta find me a theme song. <laughs> I, I got to. I wish you could get cornets on it, but I can't because that fucking corny will kill me. He'll throw, he'll throw Stephen P. Mew on me, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kayla. Thank you so much for tuning in, Kayla. I appreciate you very much. Check out Floor Slappers and Sports on their channel as well. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, of course, Mister Universal himself, Nick Dieterden. That's right, Universal Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to them. And of course, we had a mono right here, the man with a thousand 
conversations that he has alongside with the queen of podcasting, the mini host, of course, of Straight Talk Wrestling. Make sure you subscribe to them. If you haven't, go check out the Chris and Donna's interview that he's had recently, too. Check that out. Enjoy it. It's a fantastic conversation. Before we start, ladies and gentlemen, before we kick it off, just to let you know, our official sponsors right here. That is right. Pacific Plate Brewery right here is our official sponsors. And I'm actually going to go ahead and try their horchata, horchata stout we have right here. So make sure for all you Southern California guys out there that are listening and watching, make sure you hit up Pacific Plate Brewery. The link is right below. Check it out. Go to the website. Follow them on social media platforms. They have incredible events. Wednesdays, they have karaoke nights, and they have a lot of you know, comedy events happening over the weekend as well. And hopefully we'll do another watch along over there. We had a fantastic time. Uh, well, what I can remember, you guys saw Saturday. You guys saw me myself, <laughs> one of the bus of that. Oh, yes, I remember that. But, man, gentlemen, before we get into everybody wants to talk about it, but it's, it's just, we're not going to talk about each match. We're just going to talk about overall, pretty much, of what happened in Survivor Series. You know what could we grade this? And you know, of course, we want to want to get you, your gentleman's feedback on Survivor Series, which for me, I mean, I'll get my out of the way. I feel like it was great. I don't think it was disappointing. It was good to see Dragon Lee, of course, making his debut in a POE event. So I'm really excited for that. Of course, Santos needed to win, which of course we saw that happening. And I was, and I said this too, Pepsi Phil. You remember what I said about mm-hmm. the Miz and what I say about gunther i told you we were gonna get wrestling miss and we got it and that's something yeah. that we ended up getting and i was so happy that it happened so i was really really happy that at least gunther they both learned from each other there the entertainment side in the ring and the actual bring performing in the ring for the miss both learn from each other of course zoe stark well unfortunately we it was dominant match but Rhea, of course his mommy what could you expect and of course, the women's uh, war games. Wow, I was like, "Oh shit!" All right, I was impressed. But I can tell you that <laughs> Bailey took the most of it out of that trash can from Io Sky when she flew. I don't know if people noticed that <laughs> she took the most out of it, but she definitely did. And of course, you know that moonsault that she took from Charlotte right her head, forehead. She even posted it on social media. And then, of course, the men's war games. We're going to save what happened after when we're done speaking about Survivor Series. That we're going to save for all of you guys. Because I know we're not going to jump already. Oh, my God. We'll get there. Cal- tranquilo. All right. <laughs> I'll have I'll have Nido do it for me. Nido, can you tell people to calm down? Tranquilo. 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 Well, we're here, folks. So I'm taking you to Neuro. Break it down, my brother. What are your thoughts overall of Survivor Series? Did you enjoy it? And what are you graded? I, I definitely enjoyed it. I thought top to bottom, it was a great show. Um, no matches disappointed. Every match was really fun to watch. Like you said, I was really excited to see Dragon Lee make his WWPLE debut. He had a good showing with uh, Santos Escobar. Um, starting out with the women, with the women's war games match and ending it with the men's war games match. You start out hot, you end it hot. Everybody delivered. Everybody came with their working boots on. It was just a really good show. And I think top to bottom, I just had a lot of fun. Coming out the show, that's all I could think of. It was like, that was a fun show. So... I'm going to give it a strong, I don't know, what do you want to do? Like out of five, out of four, out of ten? Yeah, we could do it out of, let's do it a six pack. <laughs> let's do it a six pack. Right, I'll give it, I'll give it five out of six. Like I, I enjoyed it. I, I, um, I think the one takeaway out of it was this felt like the beginning of the road to WrestleMania early. Like I feel like 
this is, you know, usually we get the road to WrestleMania after Royal Rumble, but I feel like we're starting it early here. So I think that it's going to be really fun the next couple months. So definitely a fun show. Awesome. Love it. Pepsi Phil, what are you grading? You give it a six uh, or yeah, I give it, I, I agree. I'll give it a five out of six as well. But going back to Miz, I mean, all the matches were good. Going back to Miz, if you set the war games, both of them aside, truth be told, Miz and Gunther, for me, got match of the night. Like, you can't include the war games, but if you just put the regular matches, this is probably, I'm going to say it's been probably 10 years since I've seen Miz wrestle like this. Like, it was a great story. Him and Gunther had a great, like, it was like, who is the greatest IC champion of all time, which is basically a great story. And Miz fought like he was fighting for that, not just the IC title, but for the title of the greatest IC champ in the world. And honestly, I was genuinely vested. And there was a point where I was like, maybe Miz do deserve to win this match. Mm-hmm. And it was it, and it was a lot of fun watching it. And like I said, it's probably been 10 years since I've seen Miz be able to wrestle like this. Because honestly, it's not that he wasn't wrestling before. It was just like he was either, I don't want to say comic relief, but he was kind of like, they kind of softened him up a little bit to kind of be like the cartoon-esque villain um for the mid-card world and this mm. time he's like, he was fighting like a man he was fighting like a main eventer like i see now why he's like a what a double a double a double grand slam champ right now because if that's how he was fighting before but we have honestly that match struck me as probably the best one of the night um the other side of that um and this will sound terrible i had more fun watching the women's match than i did the men's match i, you know, I don't know I had- with that. I have to agree with that. And I don't know if it's because we put too much pressure on the men's match. When the buildup was not as strong as it could have been. Hey, Morgan. What's going on, Morgan? Of course. Morgan. But or, or what I said during the show, the women have such a chip on their shoulders that they pretty much had to make sure it was the best night, best match of the night. And I got to tell you, even if, I mean, and the one thing and this will sound weird. The standout for me was Shotzi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she, I mean, she stepped her game up. I mean, with all due respect, even though she looked like a cartoon character that ended up in an explosion, um, she literally killed that match. Like she was all over the place. She was looking dynamic, and she was frightening. She was frightening her ass off. Yeah. So I, so I genuinely thought I was glad to see Shotzi show up. Cause this is like Shotzi when she was like like in NXT like earlier like black and yeah. gold NXT. Yeah. So, well, she oh she was a little like towards the tail end of black and gold. But yeah, but like oh. that that era for her. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that. And I think the women's ones was really more of attraction more than the men's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was good to see Randy coming back. So Randy, so it was good to see him. At least he got his momentum. He got the he emotion. Amazing. Physically, yeah. he looked amazing. Look, that man—he is bigger than Drew McIntyre. Hey, I think De Niro said this on Raw Dog. He looks fucking oh, huge. Like, wrong. The guys are huge. <laughs> he looked like he looked like he put on about ten pounds of extra muscle. He looked like he got taller, and he was looking like he was. That's that's a that's like that's that's a Randy that used to do them drop kicks and hit people in the shoulders. Randy, back in the day when he like this is like pre. Evolution Randy. Oh, yeah. This is the blue trunks, Randy. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember those. Yeah. Remember when he used to give the updates on his uh, shoulder injury? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, you you learned that from your daddy, didn't you? <laughs> yes, he did. I was like, go there. Randy, your father done had a broken arm for the last 15 years of his wrestling career. Mm-hmm. Of course you hurt. Of course you're hurt. But honestly, the only the only issue I had with the men's Survivor Series match was Randy should have gotten that pin. You don't yeah. do, you don't do an RKO that's been catapulted into you and not get the pin. There's a reason for that. I, I yeah, kind of okay, understand the, the reason why they gave it to Cody, but yeah, I, I agree mean, poetically, poetically, I can see why they gave it to Cody. But honestly, I'm just like. The man literally had someone throw hit throw a human being at him to do RKO. I mean, the punctuation would have been him pinning him, but he got the RKO. The funny part though was he was so excited. I feel like he probably would have forgot to pin the man like he did with Seth. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did. But man, before there's two wrestling news that I want to just speak about very quick before we get mm-hmm. into the major, the major one. Because I always just want to get these out of the way because I know people are kind of waiting for it, but I know. Hold on. Tranquilo, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We didn't we have the opportunity to talk about it, but I want to talk about it now. What's, you know, of course, it, this was reported, of course, a couple weeks back. Well, kind of like two weeks ago. It was two weeks and a half ago. Of course, the Bunny, the Butcher, and Blade are no longer AEW. They're now free agents. They're no longer in AEW, so the release, they've been released. This is where the released arrows have been getting now. Mm-hmm. Now, and it's a big, big question for you both is like, what is next for them, and where do you feel like they, they will fit in, and would they take them first of all, and would they fit in that level? So I mean, I'll take it back to you, De Niro. Who do you, what are your thoughts of them leaving AEW, and where do you think they fit well if they have these as a trio coming in into their promotion? To be honest, I would like to see them in the new TNA. I think they would fit in perfect for TNA. Yeah. Um, not. I think there's actually a couple like of these free agents. I know a lot of people want to see a lot of these free agents end up in AEW, like with <laughs> Ali and Dolph Ziggler. But I think that TNA has the they have obviously if you read the reports of what they offered Will Ospreay, they're willing to break the bank for some of these wrestlers. <laughs> they have the opportunity to definitely, you know, restock on that roster and bring in some good names. And I think that the Butcher and the Blade always been, you know, solid hands in AEW. So they will be great for TNA. Uh, Blade and Bunny both were in CNA. I mean, you would have to tell the story that the Bunny is back to life because I think the last thing we've seen Ali do in TNA was die. So if you remember, she like got killed by Sue Young or whatever. So we would have to bring her back to life somehow <laughs> and then bring her with, you know, Butcher and the Blade. But I That's think they would be perfectly for TNA. I love that. Hell yeah, I love that. Pepsi Phil, do you, do you agree or? Honestly, honestly, I'm actually kind of glad they got released because they're a really great team that honestly was not getting used. Mm-hmm. They weren't getting used. They weren't getting spotlighted enough. I think the new TNA gives them that get gives them that push they need, and I'm good on them for pretty much leaving. Um, I think in TNA, give them like honestly, I give them three months. They'll be tag champs if they go to TNA. I mean, literally, they are built to be haymakers. Like they're built to break break people in half. And honestly, whenever they walked to the ring, man, it was always scary looking at them, watching, watching them work going. Ooh. So, yeah, so I'll be glad if they're on TNA, which means I get to see more of them. Um, the Bunny, 
is a really great wrestler, and they relegated her to just a valet, which I mean, that's the business for what it is. But honestly, she's she is a much better wrestler, and she should honestly she should probably be in the same category as where um, Little Taker is. I mean, Julia Hart. Because um, mm. honestly, I mean, I mean, obviously not the same push kind of push, but definitely in that same running, like with Willow and that group, that that's where Bunny should probably be. Even Anna, like Willow and Anna J. But yeah, so, I, I mean, yeah, I think TNA is probably the best one for them. I can also see them in New Japan because they could probably go the same route that, um, um, what's his name? Uh, I, I, the, the, the OC um, did where they pretty much they were just a bunch of American tag teams fighting dudes. Um, and right. then maybe they, I mean, maybe they end up in Bullet Club. I don't know. But at the same time, they're, a, yeah, I think they, I can see them more in TNA than New Japan, but I think if they're in New Japan, it would not, it'll, that'll be a great push for them as well. Oh, let's see. And shout out to Tom, of course, Brocast, the future. What is going Yo. on, Tom? That's right. That is right. He's the future. But I agree. I mean, it, it sucks that they were let go and they came to that agreement. I think they could have done better with them. And, and keep in mind also, like, Butch lost a lot of weight. He would, he would, he mm-hmm. made himself in shape, you know, compared to what he, well, when they first started. And he, he has a lot of talent. And um, he, well, all three of them does. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate. But I, I agree with you, Dino. I think TNA will fit very well for them. Even when, like, you know how you mentioned Pepsi Phil, like them in New Japan, it could work too, because that from there you can see the bunny getting the experience at Stardom, mm-hmm. since now Stardom is owned by New Japan. So they can yeah. maybe have her go that direction. There's a lot of things mm-hmm. they can do with these three. But I feel if they want to be adventurous, I would do both. Go to TNA, go to each fan. You know, if you fit in WWE, all right, go 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 right ahead. But do I see that as of like right away? No, I think I I rather have them get the adventures, test out the indies, and test out the TNA and New Japan. I would rather do. Just don't go with NWA though. Sorry, don't do that. Don't bust that. None but of that. CW won't take you anymore. You don't want none of that. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. They don't actually have to test out the indies anymore. I mean, they are pre- they're a proven commodity, man. Anybody that anywhere they go, it's like it's honestly the same effect Matt Cardona has. The man's got sixteen thousand belts, only because of the fact that he has pretty much spent his life after leaving the WWE to become that guy on independence. I see these two tag teams going the same right. I mean, this main tag team doing the same right. That includes the bunny as well. Like, I think they could probably pick and choose wherever they want to go. And I think smart, smarter, if they're smart, they'll either choose TNA or go to New Japan because both of them, I think as of right now, if you step out of AEW and WWE, mm-hmm. Impact has the best chance of TNA has, the, well, future TNA has the best option for exposure for them and probably could probably match what they want to get. And New Japan's a whole supermarket that they can definitely go into. Because look, I mean, even if you look at them, they look like the anime characters that people want to watch fight. And I don't, and that's not a, and that's not a negative. That's literally like they have enough personality. Because um, I've seen them in interviews when they're like not AEW, where they are great. So yeah, yeah, I think they can probably pull off. I think they can pull off anywhere they go. Yeah, yeah any uh, roster will be better for having them on there. Exactly. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I but to your point, I am worried if they went to WWE, I'd be worried that they'd get watered down. 
So, but I mean, again, I mean, you never know. Yeah, well, we have to wait and see what they do. But I still feel like they still would. I would still go to the Indies just to make sure that their names are being recognized and yeah. that should be being talked about. I, I get, I get what you mentioned, but I feel like I, I still feel like they should still do that so they mm-hmm. can get. Hey, they're still around. They're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, even if it's the Indies, not enough being on television, but at least hey, they're they're being known out there. Their names mm-hmm. are being thrown out there. That's mm-hmm. the most important. What Cardona did, and look what Cardona, what got him to where he's at now. He's I definitely see him doing shots in like GCW and shit like that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Or or progress in Rev Pro, depending yeah. on the money. Um, or even, they even MOW too. They keep yeah. into yeah. MOW. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Shit, bring them into PCW. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's 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 What's going on, Nick? Yeah, and then we got the, another release here, but he's actually not a release. He's gone, but he's leaving. As of next week, so he's leaving. He's no longer, here. of course, the head of talent, talent creations. Not none of that. He is. He's finishing his contract with AEW. You guys are talking about QT Marshall, and of course, we saw him. He was the Latino AAA champion, but he lost that belt. I don't know about on Friday. I didn't see who he lose it to. Mm-hmm. But something tells me here that this man, I know where he's going. As much as we people could say no, but I feel like maybe Cody probably put it a good word for him for the performance center. Like, hey. You can use my facility, the American Nightwear Factory. Come use it and come train talent here. Maybe you, you should, you know, test out QT Marshall to be part of, you know, being one of the head coaches. And they just recently had Liz Zorado being one of as a guest coach. And he was posting it on social media. So this could be maybe the next one here in line is QT Marshall to be one of those you know, head coaches. So the biggest question, do we see him going over there? That is the biggest question. If not, then do we see him doing what he's doing right now? Free agency going, you know, going in triple A, maybe going in the CML, trying Lucha Libre, might see him in New Japan, maybe like you know, maybe TNA. We have another one here that we might see just you know trying out other adventures. I mean, do you, you know, how do you feel the narrow? Do you feel like Cody made a favor, or do you think he's gonna just explore out there and enjoy whatever out there for him? The originally when I saw that he was leaving AW, I thought exactly the same thing. I was like, you know what, he's probably going to be a coach for the performance center. Cody could put, could put in the call. He even said in that tweet that QT is a great coach. He's uh, one of the trainers at the Nightmare Factory. But if you look at some of the reasons why QT Marshall is leaving AEW is because of lack of opportunity. So I don't think he's ready to hang up the boots to become a coach when he's leaving a national broadcast TV because he wants to do more on, you know, in the wrestling ring. So I, I don't see him wrestling for WWE or NXT. So I see that being the reason why he probably doesn't hang up to become a coach full time. I do see that maybe down the line, maybe a couple years down the line. But I think that he's definitely going to test the waters, maybe do more with AAA, especially, you know, he was gaining success with AAA. Um, I can see him doing things with the MLW and other companies that work with AAA. But right now, because he's leaving AEW, I think one of the main reasons was they stopped doing the QTV uh, segments. I feel like he wants to still do things in the ring. And I don't see him doing things in the ring in WWE right now. So I think he's going to test the waters. Okay. I agree. Pepsi mm-hmm. Field, do you feel the same? or uh, Sort of. But, it, but I do agree at that point because there's another point where, uh, and this is a dirt sheet thing, so I'll take it with a thought. <laughs> they said one of the things that he was getting bothered by was the fact that AEW was moving towards the New Japan style of story of wrestling, where it was mostly more wrestling than storytelling. 
Um, I mean, I'm not sure I see that right now, but I do kind of understand what he's talking about, um, especially for like mid and lower cards. Um, it is just a match. So he did say he wanted to go to a place that actually does well, according to reports and rumors, that he'd like to like have a place that focuses on storytelling and wrestling. So if he's going to end up somewhere, I mean, like. <sighs> I could honestly see him doing split splitting duties like Scott Demore, probably like doing TNA where he's in the back room mostly doing most of the work, but comes out whenever he feels like when he gets that itch to wrestle. I mean, because mm. he, he can still go, but I think the thing that struck me was the fact that how many people came out and said how much he helped their careers. Like there were a ton of people came out and they were like bummed he was leaving because they wouldn't, according to them, like was it um yeah it was stokely stokely was one of them who basically said if it wasn't for qt um he probably would he probably wouldn't be where he is right now because but apparently qt's a hell of a coach and like i can see him doing i mean if he does go to WWE, he may like you said he might not wrestle but i can see them making him a booker or making him a talent relations guy because he the man i mean at, if, above all else the man knows so and the fact that he still wrestles is pretty cool so he may have a regal like role if he ever went to WWE, but I think he'd be for me. I think he's gonna go someplace where he can split time between back office and front office stuff. That's very true that he could yeah. do that. And I don't know if, uh, unless Papa H does him a favor, like you know, he could be a coach, then you know, you want to go to Triple A, go right ahead. You know, you get he could do that. You know, Papa H has done wonders, we don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. Triple H is weird because he's still at wrestler at heart. He's still a wrestler. Yeah. So he actually might like QT himself because QT's got a pretty respectable name in wrestling. So like Cody, he probably, Cody probably didn't have to do that much convincing to go. QT going to become available soon. And all Triple H would go, is he interested? And then Cody would call, give him a call and go, hey, you interested? And boom. So, because I think, because from what I go, QT's got a pretty good mind for wrestling. So, I, and honestly, that's what Triple H looks for in a lot of people. Like, he still regrets losing Joe. Um, that's the thing that cracks me up. He regrets losing Joe badly. You know, that wasn't his call. We already know who was that call, man. We already, yeah, know. there's a couple names too. I'm sure he regrets losing Malachi. And oh, fuck yeah, man. I'm sure yeah. like his creative juices will have been flowing if he still had like Alistair Black mm -hmm. on that roster. Yes, because mm. somebody over here, because this is we make movies. Also make movies. <laughs> fucked up, pal, because now you fucked it up because now he's doing great over there at AEW. So that's really happy for him. Every, every, every time you show that clip, I keep thinking it's a porn producer talking about the work. <laughs> <he does. laughs> it probably is. Well, All like, right. Because like like we were just having a conversation. They remember the period where it was like the kiss my ass era? Oh he literally did the storyline, and we were sitting there going, This is brilliant. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of brilliant, because this man is not there, because he can't, it, knowing his eyes, you'll probably put a hold of this, but it didn't happen. Hmm. All right. Now, the moment that everybody wanted to be waiting for to hear our thoughts, we heard everybody's thoughts for the last once. I would say 96 hours, about so. We heard about everybody's thoughts, opinions. I heard Bully Ray's. I heard Tommy Dreamers. I heard even Mark Hendry's. I heard Meltzer's. I heard Alvarez. 
I heard Cornies. I heard everybody. And I'm glad that we kind of we waited out on this one. Mm-hmm. Because, it, you know, we saw it happen. Hell froze over, gentlemen <laughs> and ladies. This man showed up after 10 years about so. Showed up to the WWE ring. And I said this a while back here on the show. I said that it, the only person who can make this call is the Arrow Man. You whether Triple H said on the press conference, oh well, you know, they were surprised when they were like, What the f-? I I don't believe it fully, Papa H. I know you can bullshit a bullshitter because hey, that's what we do here. But so it's official. He is officially signed, and that is of course Phil Brooks. CM Punk has made his return. He made a return to Survivor Series. We saw it on Raw Dogging with De Niro, of course, Raw, you know, De Niro breaking it down for us what happened on the main event, which was Randy Orton right after CM Punk. We saw what he says. He said, I'm home. And then right after he said, well, I'm I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. A lot of people took it bad. I heard everybody's opinions of, you know, some took it disrespectful. Some people took it, hey, that's part of the business. I am curious to hear both of you guys' thoughts of this man. But the biggest question here is, gentlemen, could this be his final chapter? To close his career, his legacy as a professional wrestler, He, this is his last opportunity for him to fix shit what he – obviously, I can't blame him fully with what happened that time and all in. There's a lot of parties that we can blame. But if you want to hear – I fuck it. I, I'll just go right away. Fuck it. I, I don't want to hear you guys. All right. This is my thoughts. This is his last chance for him to do this. He can't fuck this up. And whether it's rumoring your window that I heard that his part of his contract is, oh, well, the behavior, a behavior clause, I don't know if it's true. If it's so, that's cool. That's fine. I'm glad that at least they have that. Another thing is I commend Ariel Emanuel, Nick Khan, and Papa H for having the balls for what they did. Calling this man spending over two hours on the phone, telling him, hey, just bury the hatchet, pal. You want to make business, right? Let's talk business. Vince ain't here no more. Vince can't even be here anymore. You can't. So whether everybody wants to see him hugging with Vince, it ain't going to happen anytime soon. I'll tell you that. It's not going to happen. So I'm pretty sure Punk was like, you know what? This is my. This is for me to make up for what I've done when I was in AEW. My thing of this is this. You know, I, I love professional wrestling. But I'm not here to choose no sides. I heard everybody's point. My thing is this. WWE has more of a structure, more than AEW. Tony Khan is more of a mark than, besides me, more of a businessman. That's fucking bullshit. I'll play play it. All right. Yes. You said it. You said it. it. That's fucking bullshit. (laughs) You're bullshit, Tony Khan, because all you do is just spoil everybody. You're a fan. You're not a businessman. Like, Jesus, you spoiled this brat. That's what happened. You spoiled him. You gave him everything what he wanted. And still, look what happened when you spoil a brat. He loses control. You lose control of the insane asylum. Mm-hmm. Right here in this case, they could they have control of the insane asylum because there's a structure. There's people, hey, there's talent creations, there's producers, there's a hey, all of this. 
Tony Khan has that, but use them. Use them wisely. And so here in this case, Punk is going to have that that structure on top of him. And not only that, he's going to have the Brock Lesnar con- you know, treatment. Come part-time, you know, whatever you can. Let me know what works for you. Cool? All right. Let's do it. All right. Let's do this. That we can see. So I, for Punk to accept this contract and to be part-time, I feel that he knew himself that he needs to make make up for what he left off. He does not have one end his career in a bad way and saying, you know what? Fuck professional wrestling? No. He wants to end his legacy perfect. And now there's room in your windows. Oh, discussion with Steve Austin. Maybe this dream match could happen. We don't. There's discussions. Okay, him and Seth, a mania for the belt, or him and Roman. Everybody's like throwing assumptions. What can work and what cannot work? Tranquilo, everybody. Let's wait where that goes. He's just got here, and of course, Raw was one of the highest ratings. We already saw that, which I forgot the numbers of it, but they still. But we got it though. It, it happened. So the biggest question for you guys is: Is this the last final chapter for him to close his career? perfectly or you think he's gonna fuck this up and was this the right decision for him to come back to the WWE? de niro the floor is yours my brother all the above take it away oh man see i did a lot of thinking about this right and i lately been getting a lot of people saying well before cm punk left AEW, there was like a good stretch of about like nine or ten episodes of the wrestling DeLorean podcast that was really based around cm punk Right. Whether it was me talking about the history of CM Punk and Ring of Honor or me talking about the history of CM Punk and Samoa Joe leaning into all in. And then all the, of the reports of all the drama with CM Punk. People were thinking like, oh, this is just a CM Punk podcast. And then he steps away or he gets fired. And then I'm like, all right, there's no more CM Punk talk. And then this happens. I'm like, this motherfucker is just going to always be a part of the conversation. Right. I think that after taking a step back and looking at the situation as a whole, I think that the situation with AEW was probably 50% his fault, but it was 50% AEW's fault as well. I don't think that CM Punk was the cancer to AEW like people say he was. The whole shit started with, you know, wrestlers taking liberties and going off script and, you know, making up stories, going to the dirt sheets. And CM Punk basically had to defend himself. And that's coming from someone who's not a big CM Punk fan, but CM Punk had to defend himself in the public light which is what we got at All Out uh, 2022, whether it was for bad or for worse, you know, CM Punk had to defend him. There was all these accusations and stories, and it just led to more drama and more drama and more drama. So I'm glad that he's no longer in that situation, and he's in a place, like you said, that has structure. I said this on uh, Monday for Raw Dog with De Niro. I said that someone who has the star power and ego, let's be real, the ego of CM Punk, you need structure at the top to be able to harness that ego and not have someone who's spineless basically let that ego run wild in your company. So I think that that's what happened in AEW. He was able to run wild with that ego and had too much say. And that was another detrimental factor. But in WWE, you're not going to get that. You know, we know where the buck stops. It stops with Triple H. It stops with TKO. It's not going to be something where CM Punk has the liberties to say who's allowed backstage or, you know, I don't want this guy in my locker room or you can't do that segment with real glass or whatever the fuck it is. You know, like Mm -hmm. CM Punk is not going to have that say. 
he's there to be a wrestler. He's there to be a talent. And I think that this is the final chapter for him on the mainstream public light. I, I think that because he said in interviews back in the day, I don't know if he still feels this way, but I have a couple of shoot interviews with CM Punk when he was with Ring of Honor. He's very influenced by uh, Terry Funk. Terry Funk was one of his biggest idols, right? So CM Punk strikes me as a guy, whether he's doing it in WWE or whether he's doing it in front of like 50 people, if the money's right, CM Punk will still wrestle. So whether this fails or not in WWE, since he does have the wrestling bug again, since he came back and returned, I do see him ending up wrestling regardless. But for in front of the most people, in front of the most eyes, this is his last chance. We've seen him leave WWE and he had a lot of fans, but then we've seen him fail in the UFC. We see all those fans then come back and become fans of him again in AEW, and then we've seen how that turned out. So I feel like if he really wants to go down with a positive legacy, then it's going to all come down to this run in the WWE. So I definitely think, what up, Brian? I appreciate you being here. I definitely think that it's going to come down to this run and how he acts during this run. But if, you know, the reports are true and he came humble and he came happy and he came respectful backstage, as long as he stays that way. I mean, he was the same way in AEW. And I said this on Monday during Raw Dogging as well, that that promo at the end of Raw was almost verbatim his first promo at the first dance for AEW. You know, I heard the chants. I, you guys never forgot. It was the same promo. And he was happy punk for the first couple months in AEW as well. And then we saw how that happened and how it turned out. So I definitely think that it's going to be very interesting. He is one of the most unpredictable people ever because you never know what could piss him off. You never know when he's going to say, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Or, hey, I'm not working with this guy. Or I'm not going to show up anymore. So he's a ticking time bomb. You just don't know. <laughs> you don't know when it's going to be like, one day he'll be like, hey, I'm I'm ready to move this place forward and I want to take charge. I want to be a locker room leader. And then the next day it's, I'm going to punch this guy in the face because he he says something on camera that I didn't like, you know, like, so it's, it's very interesting. He's a ticking time bomb, but I feel like he's smart enough to know that he's out of chances, especially with the fans. So this is the last chance. This is the last, you know, final time. I feel like the fans are going to give him that hero's welcome and give him that last, you know, all right, we're happy to see you before he fucks it up again. I tell you this right now, if this run ends up ending up like AEW's run, even if he does go to a TNA or, you know, somewhere else, I don't think the fans have faith in him anymore. I don't think the fans are going to be behind him anymore because we did see a lot of people turn their back on CM Punk after the AEW stuff. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like this is his final chance for, you know, him to end his career in a positive light. And he has a historic career. And that was one of the main points I was trying to make with all the podcasts I was doing. Like people think that, you know, because of all the drama that he had, that it shouldn't overshadow the historic career that this man has. He's a first ballot hall of famer. Like some of the stuff he did in ring of honor and in other companies before he even became a mainstream superstar is historic. Like look at his feuds with Raven. Look at his feuds with Samoa Joe, his whole ring of honor run, having the first five-star match in the United States was since uh flair and steamboat. Yeah. That match with Samoa Joe where it went an hour draw was the first five-star match in the United States since flair and steamboat. And now you see five stars get thrown around like crazy. So it's like CM Punk was the guy who started that. So I definitely think that the guy has a first ballot Hall of Fame career. And I don't 
think that it's right that the controversy and the drama overshadows that because in the ring, he is amazing. On the mic, he is amazing. And he has, you know, the track record to show it. So I just want to see him end his career in a positive light. Do you want to answer right there, Brian's uh, thoughts right there? Rusev doesn't strike fear that Vince did to where almost nobody could say no to him. But at the same time, he won't put up. With... Now, I definitely don't think that Triple H is going to put up with CM Punk shit. I think that that's uh... <clears throat> I think Triple H would do what's best for business. You know, if the fans are obviously he put his personal feelings aside and they were able to work shit out because of the fan base that CM Punk has and because of the following he has. But I, I do think, you know, the first sign of anything going sour, I think Triple H just does nip it in the bud before it gets too far. We have to understand that Tony Khan was the biggest CM Punk fan. He said, you know, in the past that when he create, he once created a company, the first guy he wanted to hire was CM Punk before he was the elite, right? Triple H, we always knew, was not the biggest CM Punk fan. So he's not going to have Rose, you know, covered glasses when it comes to CM Punk. It's going to be like, look, we ain't doing that shit here. Especially mm -hmm. we hear about how great the morale is in WWE right now. I don't think he wants anybody coming in and fucking that up. Mm -hmm. Love mm -hmm. that. Love it. Love fucking it. I love it. There's still a lot to hold over. Jesus. Oh, my God. Pepsi Phil. Um, so let's walk it back a little bit. Objectively, when I looked at Punk coming in, I was pissed for some reason. I don't even know why. Truth be told, but here's the thing, though. Um, I I always remember that at this point, because of how much money gets passed around, WWE and AEW might as well be tech startups. Oh, and truth be told, but if you think about it, the man left AEW. Where else was he going to go? It's like some if like if you work. At TikTok as a top programmer, in this case, top top a top guy, mm -hmm. and Google comes to you and go, "Hey, even though you left Google a while back, Google goes, hey, we're gonna give you a crap load of money. Do you want to come back? You gonna get past them hard feelings for enough money? So bringing bringing Punk in is business wise is a smart move. Even if his run only lasts six months, you said it yourself. Monday's ratings were insane." And right now, WWE's been fighting for ratings, not against AEW, but again, and but in that market in general, because USA has been griping about the fact that they don't get enough ratings and, and, and eyes on them. So, yeah, bringing in Punk was a good idea. Now, his effect on the back locker room. Um, Kevin's, Kevin Owens, I was about to call him Kevin Steen, because that's how they knew each other. Kevin Owens was, was talking about it. And he talks about the fact that there's dudes who are in that locker room who don't need to say, I'm a leader. It's just the way they carry themselves that you automatically know it. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of one of those peer pressure things. Punk, like you said, the structure and the way they have it run right now, the way Triple H has built up that locker room. One, I agree, he's not going to take shit from anybody. It was, I mean, let's face it, it was hard enough getting control of that company from Vince. And I seriously yep. doubt he's going to let someone like Punk come in after being away for 10 years whose only real power is his personality. Um, mess up that locker room. Because I remember Kevin Owen was like, yeah, his exact words when I asked him about Punk. He goes, I just want to have fun when I go to work. And if Punk's going to do that, then I ain't got no problem. Then they asked him about Randy Orton. And literally, he would not shut up by how much he loved that man. So I think at this point, 
Punk's also purpose is pretty much just to work with everybody. Um, does that mean he gets a belt shot? I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure he'd like that. But honestly, he's here, and as long as he fits in the system well, they'll keep him. But I'm not going to lie to you. Triple H will not hesitate to fire that dude. Um, do I think it was his idea to bring in Punk? No. But Triple H is a, but Triple H is a business. Is a, He's like old school professional wrestling. It's like if you can make money with someone, whether you like them or not, you're going you're gonna to work with them. Yeah. Which is pretty much how we see Punk. Because if you remember, remember he did the Stone Cold podcast, and he talked about Punk, and he just goes, "Yeah, I ain't never really had a problem with him," which is what he said. It's just, but he did say he's a weird cat. But he just says, "I want to work with him." That was it. Like yeah. it was never any. It was it was always a one sided beef with Punk being an issue. So the issue was it a thing with Triple H going to go get him? No, not really. He probably was just like, you know what, this will get us some money. So he was going to do it. So. How, but over so overall, that's when I look at it that way. I keep thinking, a yes, it's a good move. Do I think this is his last run? Yes. Like there, everyone keeps talking about AJ Lee and all this other stuff. This is his last run. Because I'm not gonna lie to you, there is a certain point, and De Niro said it. People get tired of your bullshit. Like, <laughs> that's right. You're bullshit, Bill Punk. You're bullshit. Yeah. We're tired of your bullshit. <laughs> One time you can go. Okay, it just didn't work out. Two times you start to look like the problem. And I, if he's looking, and I mean, I don't know if he is or not, but if he's looking for a Hall of Fame induction, yeah, this has to be a good run for him. It has to be a friendly run. It has to be a positive run for him. Because um, I don't, because at best, uh, conservatively, he probably only has about three to five years left in him. If he has the limited, limit, like the, the quote unquote, the legends package that they have. Um, I don't see him lasting longer than three or five years if everything works out as well. Um, yeah. If he tries to go like he did against Mock, go against like and like Hangman every day or at least once a week, yeah, that's going to be a really short career or really really short return. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not a Punk fan, but I do recognize what his name brings to the table. Yeah. I mean, I'm not stupid. I mean, AEW got a bump, got a ratings bump when he showed up. I mean, WWE well, they had the highest rating for Rampage compared to what Raw has, but we already know. I mean, we got to keep it real. I mean, WWE is a higher market than AEW mm-hmm. at, at that time. So, I mean, even right now, currently, so it makes no difference. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, but but his face, his face. I mean, his his face puts asses in seats, as they say. So, yeah. what's going on, that? Temple? Hey. You, know, you might be out. You might as well be out here every week preaching hustle, loyalty, and respect. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> a good point, there, Temple. I mean, very good point. I mean, if you like, think about it. If you think like a booker or a promotion guy, it's not a bad move. I mean, yeah. as, long as, as long as he keeps your locker straight, you're fine. Yeah. Well, now here's the, here's the top of question. Before we're waiting for director, and then Daniel's gonna have to head out, but. Mm-hmm. Biggest question here on this one, though, is like, okay, how would you book them then? We're hearing already, okay, oh, we're, okay, just to give everybody the heads up, everybody assumes that the whole aftermath would happen. Oh, the fuck yeah, fuck like Rollins. That's all the work. I guarantee you that they fucking sit down with him before mm-hmm. the fucking event started. Look, look, guys, we're bringing his fellas back. So just be the heads up. This is going to happen after the show when we're heading to the, you know, the copyright, but that you're going to see that. 
knowing Rollins and Punk, they probably buried whatever the hatchet they had, whatever animosity they had towards each other. And I'm pretty sure that fucking Rollins was like, hey, let's make this a legit storyline. Let's fucking do it. Might as well. And for him to go off on how he is, and then we, he saw it at the live event. We saw it on Raw, what he said. I might waste my, my time, my breath on somebody else that's a hypocrite. And, you know, for it's already heading towards that the, the destination of them and, at, him and Punk at Mania. Biggest question here, though, is should it be for the belt? That's where I think, you know, if you, and I'll just give mine very, very quickly. It's just like, I don't think it should be for the belt because I don't think there's no reason for it. I think you're really going to, I think that belt should go to someone else. I think that's something should be someone else defending it. Could a headline main event mania? I believe it can. Does it need the belt? It could be, you know, night one could finally have his momentum. Punk could finally main event night one or night two for him and Rollins with or without that belt. But I don't feel like it needs that belt. There's no need for it because from there, I feel like you're already spoiling the brat already. You're, you're, you're going to start spoiling him already. Nah, give it to somebody else. Give it to Gunther. You know, give it to someone else for that to have the belt. Not to Cody. We obviously Cody is gonna go after Roman. We already saw that already. We saw what happened on Raw, and you know, you, the story is not over. But I just don't feel that it should be like that right away. I mean, we all thought it was gonna be Nakamura and Punk because Nakamura, ah, yeah, I found you, hey, you know, we saw all those clips, right? But it wasn't. You know, I guess it was Cody Rhodes when we saw him Raw. Which I'm not so you know I'm looking forward for that. But this one though, well, Punk, how would you book him? If you're the booker of of, the, of WWE, if you're Papa H, De Niro, where would you book him? Would you book him for Rollins and Mania for the belt or without the belt? Or how would you even develop the story that we're seeing now? How would you book this match? I definitely would do it for the belt. I mean, right now you you've got the most social media views in WWE history. You have the highest ratings right now because of this man. So you got to put him in a title matchup, I would say at WrestleMania, but something that I complained about what the WWE did back in 2012. I, I actually am going to sound like a hypocrite by complaining about this, but I'm going to say it might be suitable to do here. And that is when Brock Lesnar came back to the WWE, they want to see if he's willing to do business. So his first match, he lost to John Cena, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we got to see if CM Punk is willing to be humble and do business. So I think that, you go with Seth Rollins versus CM Punk, but CM Punk loses. I think Seth Rollins wins and retains that title. Mm-hmm. Just to see, because, like, we don't know how fragile the ego is, you know? Like, we don't know what's going to happen, so we're going to have to test those waters first. But I definitely do think that when you eventually put Seth versus Punk, you have to put that title on the line. I mean, especially at WrestleMania, you built that title to be the workman's title, the 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 title that Seth Rollins is defending more than Roman Reigns is defending his title. You're not going to have a non-title matchup with that championship with that champion fighting at WrestleMania. So I think that you have to have CM Punk go against Seth Rollins. I, to be honest, I don't even think you wait for WrestleMania though. I think that that's probably a way. I don't know. I feel like that matchup is better for Royal Rumble. Do that match at the Rumble and then have a bigger matchup at Mania. If you do indeed get Stone Cold versus CM Punk, that's more of a WrestleMania main event than Seth Rollins versus CM Punk, if you ask me. Mm. You know, another guy who uh, CM Punk has real beef and animosity with is AJ Styles, and I also would like to see them mix it up because I remember them having some pretty good matches back in the day, but they also both been outspoken about not liking each other. So I Mm -hmm. think that, you know, some bad animosity might bring some good television as well. It's just that I don't think that, you know, WWE is really doing anything with AJ Styles or pushing AJ Styles right now at that level. So I don't think that he's going to get that point. 
But yeah, I I do see Punk versus Rollins, but I, I say do that at uh the Rumble because what's the point of having CM Punk come back at Survivor Series and not doing anything with him till Mania? Like I think that you have to have a shorter build and a it writes itself. You don't need months of building for Seth Rollins versus Punk. We already know that they don't like each other. So what's yep. the going to be for the next couple months? Like, fuck it. Like, Seth Rollins doesn't like Punk. Punk doesn't like Rollins. All right? You know what? Punk said you're scared on Raw. Basically, that's who you all assume he was talking about when he was saying people backstage are scared that I'm here now. So, you know, have Seth Rollins come down next week and be like, no, fuck you. I ain't scared. Like, I'll face you at Rumble. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And Tempo C, Penko Raw doesn't meet the belt, but have Punk beat Rollins, have Priest cash in, Punk versus Rollins, and Priest versus Valor, world title. Okay, I like I like that too, Tempo. Mm-hmm. That could be another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pepsi Phil, do you agree with De Niro? Or do you have a different uh, Not entirely. So here's the here's the issue Debate time, debate time. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I would, honestly, I, even though I know he's doing a thing with Judgment Day, I'd give him Randy. The only reason being is that the only reason being is that top to bottom, this was their best PLE in a while. Like I'm including Crown Jewel and all the one before that. Like even to some point, someone like the Miz who had a bad one of the best matches had in a long time. And Randy's comeback got overshadowed by Punk. Like, and it wasn't just a small comeback. Literally, we get catapulted RKO move to pretty much highlight Randy's return. All that goes away. People forget about that PLE when Punk shows up. Like so, literally, Survivor Series War Games becomes a footnote in Punk's Punk's return. And I think for me, this thing would be nice, be poetic, is if Randy gets pissed off about that on some level and goes, "Hey, you you came in, steal my shine, and you like," and basically goes off on his. Basically says your promo was crap. About you could you only be in here not you you can you only here for a paycheck not to wrestle, mm-hmm. um, and then Andy goes into let me show you how to wrestle mode, kind of thing. So for me, that's what I'd like to see as this first go round. I do think it is lead it will lead to Seth versus Punk, but my first out the gate, I'd like to see him go against Randy. I mean, obviously, like I said, he's got a thing with Judgment Day, so I don't I don't even know what that is anymore. Um, but like honestly. Mm-hmm. So if it it one it really like it cements Randy as being like the guy because I think right now and I hate to say it this way the WWE's been missing it ain't Roman as much as they would like that WWE would like you to think that Roman is not the guy um, Randy is like I mean and when I say the guy I mean someone like Taker who's got respect in the in the back in the locker room in the front office back office. And I, when he comes out onto the, onto the ring, so but yeah, that's probably that's that's probably yeah, that's, yeah, huh? Possibly that's a good move right there. Um, oh man, bring back oh no, no. <laughs> so, so that's what I'd like to see, honestly. Because um, on truth be told, I think Randy would give him a good run. I think Randy could. I mean, Randy's best gift is he makes everyone look great. Yeah. Um, and so him against Punk would just be amazing. And I mean, don't get me. I'm sure Punk. I mean, Punk does a good job, but like, let's just say he gets a little selfish when he's in the ring sometimes. Um, so I think going against someone like Randy. And I mean, honestly, not to say that Seth is a rookie, 
but Seth is definitely younger than Punk. So, and I think, like you said, if you want him, if you want to see him and see him do business, like have him lose the have him lose to Randy, and then literally have Seth. I mean, honestly, I'd have Seth come out laughing at him. Um, literally, like have him come out laughing at him, and then Punk gets so pissed at him that Never then you get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like and the way he does that new laugh he has, we're just yep. like, oh. <laughs> and I mean, and do I think that beef is gone? No, I do not. I mean, Seth does acknowledge if it wasn't for Punk, he'd like Punk would do a lot for his career. But let's just say to like, but he has a bit like towards the end of the years, him and Punk just don't see eye to eye. First of all, my main issue with Punk is you got beef with Hornswoggle for a long time. It didn't like how you gonna have beef with Hornswoggle? Everybody, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they, I mean, they squashed it basically. And honestly, Hornswoggle, you'll forgive this pump, was the bigger man, and then pretty much extended the olive branch that kind of fixed it. But I mean, how you gonna have beef with Hornswoggle? So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I mean, that's how I picture it. That's that's what that's what would make me happy. And honestly, the idea of Randy Orton beating CM Punk would literally be great for me. Like, I would probably be orgasmic. So, I mean, honestly, generationally speaking, it actually does make sense because it's like Punk was the, like the generation before Randy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, was I mean for me right now, it's just the beginning of what we're gonna see because we don't yeah. know. Like, you know, General mentioned earlier about. You know how we recap Survivor Series. Now the stories are now ending in that chapter. Now this is a new chapter heading into Rumble, heading into Mania. What stories are we going to get? This is the, likewise with this guy. What stories are we going to get from him heading on out? Who are they going to book him first? Who are they going to have him feuding first? You know, we could jump the gun right away and say Rollins. We could say that. You know, mm -hmm. we're giving our opinions. Does it fit or not? But we don't know. We don't know what's the taste of him yet in that ring. It's different in AEW. Not every wrestling are the same, folks. They're all different. This is not WWE side of the story. And this is something that Punk is familiar with it because he's been with WWE for quite some time before he left. So he's familiar with that type of style. We'll have to wait to see what they do, who they book him with to have his first singles match, and just mm -hmm. see how he does. I mean, that's pretty much the best that we can really say. I mean, mm -hmm. I, am I happy that he's there? Yes. But we could all agree that this is his final chapter for him to close it out very well. Because if he doesn't close it out, you know, like the general mentioned, like even if you go to other fucking promotions, what are you going to do? Nobody's going to give a shit. They're like, oh, yeah, he's there. Okay. Oh, it's just, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it sucks. It has to be that way. But look, the, at the end of the day, is it's you who are putting your legacy out there. It's you who are, who are writing writing these chapters and how to end that book. That's what comes down to how you're going to end it and the way how you're going to end it so you can leave a legacy and be speak be spoken about instead of being spoken about being the being the whiner, the bitcher, the one that curses everybody out, you want to be the guy who's like, "Man, he came back. He came back home. He did what he needed to do in the ring. Mm -hmm. Made fucking three matches. There's three matches we want to see him and AJ Styles. Shit, we want to see him and Austin, who does happen, you know, we don't know. We do want to see him in Seth. Maybe him and Roman. Maybe him and Randy. There is so many on that list that Punk could get in the ring with. That yeah. he could do it and make these stories for all of these people. 
And not only that, but he can, he can help them as well, whether he loses or not, you know, him losing. It's just the way my thing is why I called this episode the final chapter, because that's the question that we all want to know is this is this is the best way to end his fight, his chapter. And I, I do like this is the best way. I mean, that's I do have one comment. one comment, though. Excuse me. Can yeah. we please, please stop? I'm sorry. Please stop mentioning AJ Lee, please. That hey. woman. Uh, <laughs> I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw. I'm like, and there's no offense to AJ Lee. I love AJ Lee, and honestly, when she left, I was pissed. But AJ Lee been on the shelf for what 15 years now, uh, and honestly, let that woman rest. Like, right. I love AJ Lee. She's in shape, man. She can probably come back or be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, she yeah, might yeah. be a surprise entrance at the Rumble. We don't but know. We do not right. know. But I'm glad to hear your name. Yeah. I'm glad out of out of him, the least. Here's my argument, though. This is Punk's run. Okay. This isn't about AJ Lee. <laughs> if AJ Lee comes back, she needs to do it on her own terms and not come back as CM Punk's wife. Yeah. Like she can't come back. She can't come back because oh, my husband told me told you to hire me. She's a much better performer than that, and she deserves better than that. Like, everyone keeps bringing up A.J. Lee because she's his wife. Can we bring up A.J. Lee because she was a great wrestler before she left? Like, that's the only, that's the reason. Like, they're long past bringing her back, and obviously she decided not to come back for a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's working in the – I think, what, she's working – is she working for Women of Honor still or Women of Wrestling? No, she's not. It's women of Wrestling anymore. Okay, she's Women of Wrestling but yeah, but back then, that's what she, I mean, she still loves the business. So bring her back for that. Don't bring her back because she's Punk's wife. Like, that pisses me off more than anything. It's like, I mean, she was the Divas champ forever. Hey, she like, she lost her. the page, and that's pretty much when she retired. Yeah. Well, eventually. Um, okay. But yeah, so just bring her back for that reason. Like, okay. do, the, do, do how they did it with Trish. Okay. Bring if you want to like bring her back to help the NXT crowd. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good job, on that, Brian. Dinero, any final thoughts? I know that it's already later your time. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a run, but I, I got one final thought. Right, so mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying when CM Punk said that final line where he's not here to make friends, he's here to make money. That that was a shot at AEW, or that's a shot at mm-hmm. this person, or that's a shot at that person. I think that that's him paying homage to Triple H. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Ruthless Aggression um, documentary docuseries on Peacock, mm-hmm. but when it was the episode on Evolution, Randy Orton, Triple H was telling the story that Randy Orton early oh, in his career was worried. Right. That's yeah, right. he was oh, worried that the, the locker room was going to turn their back on him if he's with Triple H and Ric Flair. And Triple H said to him, "Are you here to make money or are you here to make friends?" Right, yeah, I and remember that line. Yeah, it was a documentary. I forgot what it was. It might have been one of the uh network exclusives. It was on Seth Rollins and when he was in NXT and coming up, mm-hmm. and him being pissed that he was stuck in NXT and FCW. And Triple H was telling him, "Just you wait, just wait, just wait." And then when eventually he had him turn on the Shield, he was also scared about what people backstage were going to think. And Triple H told Seth Rollins, "Are you here to make money or are you here to make friends?" Mm-hmm. So I feel like CM yeah. Punk that line was him like giving the nod that him and Triple H are now on the same le- like mindset that, hey, yeah, we made up. We're on the same mindset. We're here to do business. So mm-hmm. 
That's what I got from that. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Although MJF did take a decent shot about him during the show. Um, he basically goes, he basically goes, Joe's here to wrestle, not just to cash a paycheck. I'm like, dude. Oh, I man, I really forgot about that though. But he did but say that on that ruthless aggression. Yeah, he did say that. Because even Batista mentions that line as well. Because oh my god, it makes yeah. fucking sense why he said it. Like for me, to be honest, I like I didn't really thought about it. I'm like, ah, it's just a saying. I feel like mm-hmm. I, you know, I thought the same thing, and I was like, yeah, maybe it's probably a you know rub on AEW, probably on the young bucks on the elite. Possibly mm-hmm. so. That's what I thought, but I'm like, ah. you know, it for me, I saw it more as a business. I'm like, it's he is being the truth. He's being himself. It's like I ain't here to make friends. I'm here to make money. So I'm worried yeah, about. I mean that that's that's legit. Triple H's mindset. So I think that was him saying, like, in a subliminal way, me and Triple H are now on the same, you know, thought process. Mm-hmm. No longer me versus him or him versus us. It's no, like, we're we've got the same mindset right now. Yeah. But I appreciate you guys. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. You know hey, what I mean? Everybody, you, man. everybody, make sure you subscribe. This is the best network going to. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Word. Love you. Right, yeah. Love All you, man. Man, Be good. Uh, can you bring up the? Can you bring up that AJ Lee core Jade question again, please? I will. Let's see. Hope if I leave the studio, it's not going to turn off the whole stream, right? No, no you're good. Yeah, you're good. I, 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 I don't want to fuck shit up. <laughs> no, you leave. You're good. All right. Cool. Peace out, y'all. All right. Peace. Let's see. And, oh, see that's, a, that's a great idea. But all I'm saying <laughs> is, when you bring her back. Bring her back because she's AJ Lee, not Mrs. CM Punk. Because AJ, because uh, yeah, yeah. AJ Lee can't come back and fight Corey Jade. She honestly, she could fight the entire NXT women's roster. Frankly, I mean, I think the only person who might give her some static is probably Tiffany Stratton. But by and large, she could fight the entire one and win. I mean, <laughs> all due respect. To, I mean, all due respect to all of them. Don't get me wrong, they're they're great, but like yeah, AJ Lee could probably wipe the floor with all of them. I mean, you know, wrestling lingo talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Within the kayfabe in the kayfabe universe, so <laughs> you are correct. That is a great move, and I would love to see that. But I, like I said, I just need AJ to come back and just come back as AJ Lee, not, I under, not under the punk, not under the punk umbrella. Yeah, I agree. I, I I don't think it should be that way, and I hope not. And let, we'll, we just have to wait and see what happens. So, yeah, but all right, folks, it's the time. You know what time it is. And it is time. <laughs> I gotta play it. Let's do it. It's time. It's time. It's beta time. Dynamite. Dynamite. It happened twenty-four hours ago. Of course, we finally get to cover it here 24 hours ago, finally. And it's about that time that time that we're able to. So, I, I th- well, like, I'm not going to go to everything fully until the director shows up. But mm-hmm. we're going to talk about two things, though. And I think I'll save the, the, the one of them best for last. And that is, of course, uh, Continental Classic. Two mm-hmm. matches here that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed both of these matches. I don't know if you did Pepsi Phil, but mm-hmm. I did. I tell you one thing. Um it, it we know Mox wasn't a win, but okay. But it was it was good for Chevito. It sucks, but you know, hopefully get some points up. The other thing too that I really enjoyed was oh my god, I don't know people 
This I, I said it was Ring of Honor shit for me, man. Bruce and Mark fucking Briscoe, man. I fucking. I knew you were gonna call him that one. I knew. Yes, you were. I and mean, it was good shit. I, was, I mean, it was some such good shit. Oh. It was good shit. I mean, you, you gotta you gotta admit. I mean, can, we can say so far this class this continental classic has been okay. I obviously we missed the Saturday one because they obviously we were watching Survivor Series, mm-hmm. but. I mean, I think so far the gold one has been really getting me like, oh shit, all right. But Rush and Mark Briscoe, even though Mark Briscoe lost, he needs some points on him. But I, I, I don't know, Pennsylvania. I don't know if you enjoyed these two matches, but these two were fucking great. I really enjoyed both. I just can't wait to see more, man. So, what are your thoughts about both of these matches, brother? The first thing is the Continental Classic is a brilliant move mm-hmm. because it gives them a storyline that doesn't require a lot of buildup. Like and everyone who's fighting in it is under the Continental Classic storyline, so you so we finally get matches we never thought we wanted. Like literally, when we got uh, I'm going back to the week before when we got Swerve versus Jay Lethal, I didn't know that's what I needed in my life until it happened. With Roosh versus Mark Briscoe, I didn't know I wanted that one. Mox versus Mark Briscoe didn't know that's what I wanted. Like literally, I'm they, and I'm not using the word dream matches. Exactly. I hate, I hate people who use dream matches because honestly, there's like I mean, unless <laughs> the person's dead or retired, that's when it becomes a dream. <laughs> <laughs> this is just legitimately good booking. This is just they they laid out they did they did the they did the um they did the um they did the brackets. Yep. And as far as I'm concerned, the brackets are working out well. Honestly. I know, I know you love Roosh and Mark Briscoe, which was a brilliant match. Like that was great. But honestly, the, like I am pissed we got Jay White and Swerve this early in the tournament. <laughs> well, okay, you know, I, I, that I can debate. There's a reason why for that because look what happened on Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it makes sense. Yeah, oh yeah, it does. Now, don't you know, like, right. but I, I, I feel you though. I, I'm yeah. with you. I'm not disagreeing, but yeah. I, but there's a reason why they did it because they probably like okay, they kind of probably knew already this yeah. fucker was gonna show up and like okay, now we gotta book this uh, dynamite make it good because that's a yeah. whack of shit. People are gonna want rather see the replay of Monday mm-hmm. Raw. It's a fight. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Jay Jay White and Swerve was literally legitimately no pun intended classic. Mm-hmm. They were like honestly, Jay White was fighting like he was in Japan. Swerve just been great ever since, and like just period. Swerve mm-hmm. just been great, and watching them two work was great. Um, I mean, it wasn't as high impact we needed, obviously, because Swerve was still um, still healing from the from all in uh, full gear. I mean, mm-hmm. but it's I mean, he, I don't even know how, but Swerve at half speed is still faster than most of the rosters of entire wrestling promotions. So I enjoyed the hell out of that one. Like I said, the thing about the Continental Classic is, is I'm getting matches I didn't know I won. Like honestly, Roosh versus Mark Briscoe is probably the. It's not the highlight for me, but it is the. It's the best surprise for me. I mean, Brody versus Eddie was actually fun, but that was a that one that was just sloppy, um, not in a bad way. It just was. But truth be told, Roosh versus Mark Briscoe, you're sitting there going, "This is really about to happen." This is literally about to happen. Honestly, Taz was right. They they have 
You wouldn't think it, but Roosh and Mark have almost the same style of wrestling. They do. That's it's the, the same. Yeah, it's the, like, oh, my God. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. But that's ahead. the thing, though. I was generally surprised how well they meshed together. And honestly, I'm just happy for Mark because, like you said, he's not doing tag anymore, and he wants to just be a singles wrestler, which I think he can. <laughs> You were absolutely right, man. I, we were thinking, we were talking about that door full gear and a dynamite that needs to happen. Oh yeah. So and, and even Temple said, if Swerver is an AEW champion by next year, T can mm -hmm. stop sniffing. Yep, we already know that. Mm -hmm. And he stopped doing that. But what yeah, NWA has been doing, you know. But yeah, but I'm actually happy for Mark Briscoe. He's finally getting to wrestle the wrestle like the wrestle match he wants to. It looked like it took him a while to kind of get used to like the new dynamic of him wrestling alone. Um, so it like I said, it's just great seeing him at Roosh. Oh, to say, like, I think someone made a really good point. I think it was during um what during a watch along was the fact that Roosh is a magnificent wrestler. The problem yes. is that like he has not like we all know him because we saw him start do stuff in the past. But mainstream and AEW crowd hasn't seen that. No. And I think this match we marked showed you how great Roosh can be. And I was really happy for, for Roosh as well. So, But truth be told, the Continental Classic, like you said, has not disappointed me with any matches yet. Like, no, it hasn't. It hasn't. And like I said, the booking is tighter now because they're doing the old school like the, the, the point system. So we will probably get Jay and Swerve again sometime down the road. Uh, we may get Mox versus Eddie sometime down the road. We may get Jay Lethal and Roosh down the road, which I'll be kind of excited for that one. Oh, my, oh my God. That, that been would be amazing. Oh, my God. Temple, and, you got me doing it. I got to do it. Uh, yeah. See? Hey, Temple made me do it because he made a good point. Because Andrade, Andrade could use a look. Yeah, Andre, Andrade would be great to see him come. I mean, he, like, I mean, you know he's great. There's another one who's great as well. And like, Roosh and him could probably tear the house down. Like, that's a main event match as far as I'm concerned. So, seeing that would be great. So, I mean, Continental Classic, as far as I'm concerned, so far has been hitting on all cylinders and doing exactly what they wanted it to do. It gives them time to make new storylines, and it gives them one central storyline for these guys to actually wrestle. So, I know some people complain about the fact that it's like, like some people like, oh, it's like the G1 Classic. It's like the World Cup. Yeah, because that system works. That's when you get multiple wrestlers fighting each other. And honestly, I love that system. That means we get rematches. We get rubber matches left and right. And at the very least, the booking is shorter and smaller. And you don't have to worry about like randomness kind of ruining matches. No, and then plus yeah. either way, I mean, the G1 came from the influence of the World Cup. That's how they started. Mm -hmm. You know, they, mm -hmm. they even admit that. So, I mean, we all know that. I mean, for it here, it's like we're – they're testing it out here, like I mentioned last week. Is You know, it's, it's just good. I mean, but, yeah, we're seeing matches that we're like, okay, there's no story to it. We're just getting, like, indie matches out of nowhere. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I, I'm enjoying it. It's not, it has not been pointed. That's the thing, though. It does have a story. The classic itself is the story. That's the only thing. It's only, but, yeah, it's, but that's the only but that's thing. The, that's the best part, though, because honestly, I mean, let's face it, most wrestling storylines are pretty thin. I mean, it's not. I mean, 
they're looking at timeless Tony Storm. That is not exactly the most foolish story, but honestly, it, it is, but it grew. And I think with this run, I think this could actually grow into something else. Because right now we have the drama of there's a third belt which have, we have, have not seen. Does Eddie give up his two belts? Um, what what I do we get Andrade Rouge? Do we get Mox Kingston? Um, do we get like but do we get like some other random who else is on this thing? Um, do we get Mox and Claudio? So, mm. so there, so like, see, there's there's your tension right there. I mean, it's like you can't obviously you can't be doing the Continental Classic every like every year, like every night, every every week, like uh, while the run to run the tournament every week or so. But you right mm-hmm. now they got a good good like it's, like can you imagine Daniel Garcia versus Roosh or Daniel Garcia versus Mark Briscoe or even like uh see who else is on this thing. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Mark Briscoe. I yeah, oh my God, I so, can't wait for like that. Like you said, the, combination, the combinations are crazy. Oh yeah, I mean, don't get me it, wrong, I agree with it. It is. It's, it's a little lazy on. It's a little lazy. It's a little lazy on the storytelling, but it's something. They got something. Yeah, they, they got something going, but you know, it sucks because it does involve Eddie's belts and it sucks that it's going to end that way. And it, you know, it is what it is with that. Mm-hmm. How is going on Gonzalo? What is going on? My brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, for tuning all over, in here. Man, but we'll see. I mean, so, so, so far I mean, it, it has been good. So yeah, I so mean, we got the, we got some instant classics in this one. Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like we did. We had some so, instant classics for so, sure. Speaking of classic, what do you mm-hmm. thought about this one right here? The return, of course, of Top Flight, of course. Oh, man. We got to see them versus, of course, the Hardys and, and Brother Zay. Brother Zay! Oh, man. It was good to see. Uh, man, it's good to see Top Flight back. It was good to see. I keep forgetting his name. I can't forget. I forgot mm-hmm. his name. But it was good to see him back, and he actually did great. Uh, I felt like he hasn't lost it yet. So, I mean, everything, he looks he looked fine to me. So, I was really happy he got the pin. Uh, mm-hmm. I was really happy to see Top Flight, you know, and actually Andre. Andre has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. I, I, they book him very well along, you know, and I hope Top Flight gets the booking back again in this tag team division. I hope they do because they kind of need that. Because, I don't know, it, honestly, for me, the, the tag team division is dying out there in AEW, man. I don't know what the hell they're doing. It's just like, what are you doing? You know, you, you have Big Bill and Starks. All right, make a tournament like that, like a classic. Make a tournament for that or battle royal something. We need stories for those tag team divisions. But I was happy to see Top Flight back. It was good to see everybody. What are your take on this, brother? What are your thoughts of uh, mm. Top Flight and Andre and Andre? First of all, I'm glad to see Top Flight together. I need them to stay healthy. Um, mm-hmm. um I think, like I said, Action Andretti, like you said, they're doing a great job with him. I wasn't sure how, how I felt about him, but right now I've been enjoying everything he's done in the ring so far. I think he and actually having him with Top Flight is a really good matching. Like honestly, like at this point, I know it technically this was a tune-up match for the for Top Flight to see if they are where they are. Mm-hmm. But no, no offense to brothers, eh? <laughs> but to <laughs> be told, I would give these dudes probably. Honestly, early next year, put them in a trios match. 
Like, put them in a trios match. Honestly, I put them in a trios match against the acclaimed. I think that would be pretty cool. But we'll see. That would be good, Temple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what's going to happen with Garcia and that I think Garcia's going to, I think, get out of that faction with, of course, with uh, Jesus. I keep forgetting the name. J.S. J.S., the former ones, yes. Mm-hmm. Brian, so glad to see Top Flight. Dante Martin, please don't ever get but Oh, yeah, he, he is lucky he yeah. did not. And what shocked me is that them reveal, showing the replay of that. Like, why would you show the replay of that? We don't want to remember that shit. <laughs> I don't want to remember it. As long as he's okay, just show it as long as you want, man. I don't care. As long as he's okay. And everybody knows exactly how dangerous that move was. So. That's actually not a bad call. But That's not a bad call, Temple. I actually would love mm-hmm. that. I haven't even seen what his face from Fire Party, the other one. I don't know yeah. what the hell's going on here, man. I'm telling Are you. We, still, we sure you still works there? I know, right? And what well, up with you? Buddy up out, do you still work there? Mm-hmm. Jesus Louise. But yeah, I would not mind seeing them in a trios match for the belts. Mm. So okay. just because, just because like I mean, I don't think they should win. At least not right yet, anyway. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to wait to see how but this is a good this is a good looking young team that they need a they can use the they can use the same kind of push the acclaimed guy. And, it, and, you know, with all due respect to the claim, they got, like, there's a boatload. There's, a, like, a boatload of, like, talent in that in that, in that that family right there. Oh, yeah. So. Shitload. That is for sure. I totally agree with you on that. All right. And then I just want to get this because I want to know what are your thoughts. What the fuck are they doing with this man? And I don't get it, man. Okay. You come in and you're like, why are you coming powerbombing? All right. And. Now, they are Fox, though. I mean, I I, I wanted to see a match mm-hmm. with AR Fox. And when you get that, you buried AR Fox. Damn, pal, they're punishing you or something. I don't know what the fuck's going mm-hmm. on to you, AR Fox, but Tony Khan is not treating you very well right now since you signed with AEW. But, man, this was quick. Why? What are they doing? What's good? What's the fuck? I mean, we know that the, the story's derailing because, you know, MGF legit's injury. You know, which we didn't talk about, but we we'll we get into that segment. But you know, we know he's legitly hurt, but I think that's what kind of derailed this. But I still don't like what are you doing with Wardlow? I feel like he lost some momentum ever since he left. And I get it that he had privacy, you know, private things doing, you know, that happened, and I respect that. But it's just that you're just coming back like you think that you're gonna start off where you you started off from the beginning. People loving you, like uh, I, you might want to change it up a little bit, pal, because mm-hmm. kind of died out there. I mean, but I don't, I don't know. What do you do in this case, Pepsi Phil? How do you book this man? And you were you even like, are you even invested? Like, okay, you're seeing him just doing that. That's it. Truth What's be that? told, truth be told, I felt bad for Ar Fox had to take one for the team. Um, I don't know what Wardlow's doing. Um, I feel like he's looking for looking for something. Looking for a character, probably. Mm-hmm. Overall, how I would book him. Um, I mean, truth be told, I'd let him and Hangman have a program together. Because right now, his because right now his issue is is like he ain't fought nobody. That's true. Like I mean, if you look at it, like why should MJF care about what he wants? That dude's not even mid card level. I mean, yeah, he has a great physique, but he ain't mid-car level. 
He's strictly, he literally, he YouTube channel level. Uh-huh. MJF, MJF, MJF don't need to worry about him. And we don't need to worry about him because it is not, it's not like with Swerve, who we all saying he needs to get the belt. Yeah. Like, no one's saying that about Wardlow. And that's not a real slight towards him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, no one's stressing about Wardlow not having any belt, let alone the belt. Mm. So. That's, yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing in this case with him. I'm just really like, man, it sucks. Like, what? What's all mm-hmm. right? So you got okay. So you're waiting for MGF to have his match, and what's after that? Mm-hmm. Ain't, ain't shit. Ain't nothing. It's just like there's absolutely nothing for him. I, but I'm with you. I do like that idea to book him versus Adam Hangman Page because you know what? That will give something momentum to Ward. I mean, to mm-hmm. Hangman and for Ward himself because he's challenging another man who's lost his momentum, a former world champion. You mm-hmm. lost to to Swerve. You're not getting a part three anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know. And then you know, well, Temple he did mention earlier. He sent me in the chat that hey, Ward looked like he was the guy in the mask. One of those, you know. One of the guys in the mask would, ju- would try to jump MGF. It does look like it was. You're right. You're right about that tempo. So, I mean, it could be that maybe this was – maybe this is a story that – if it's Wardlow, which I feel like it's not going to be him, mm-hmm. then, but I, I have a feeling that they're going to use him like, oh, yeah, he's he was part of it. Like, he's one of the main guys. Okay, then I understand that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's – I don't think he is the actual main devil the guy yeah. with the devil mask. I don't think so. So I mean I don't I don't know how they're booking this man I I really have no idea okay I really do not know Ben but I want to talk about this one were you impressed ever since he won the TBS championship and that is of course Julia Hart you call the Miss Undertaker the female Undertaker of TBS so so it looks like they're moving her away from House of Black is the first thing is the first thing is the first thing I know is because usually Brody King comes out with her. Secondly, I've always loved Emmy Sakura. So when I heard that she was doing the wrestling, I was like, well, dig, I'm in. So Julia Hart remains consistently getting better every single time she steps in the ring. And, you know, Emmy Sakura is just Emmy Sakura. It was a solid match. <laughs> I like that. It's not a bad idea, Temple. Not so, a bad idea. Yeah, but honestly, I think like she is, they're doing the push with her. Now, let me just do a side note real quick. Go for it. Take your time. I don't know what happened, but I think Tony got shook when Jade refused to sign. They'll resign with them. Because honestly, the level of push some of these women wrestlers are getting is honestly unheard of compared to how they first started. But. When she said she wasn't coming back, Tony was like, damn it, she's going to WWE. And apparently no, amount, apparently no amount of money was going to get her to stop not going. So I think on that on that front, Tony is actually putting together some legit matches of people. Um, like like even last week when it was Anna Jay versus, I don't know who she's fighting, um, Anna Jay, she's got a good comeback. <sighs> Oh, sorry about that. And of course, no the mean and the mean girls are all doing their thing. So, and then we got Tony Storm. So I'm not gonna lie; it's not a plethora, but we are getting some type of women's division. 
and that, makes, that makes me a little bit happy. Yeah, so one, I see Brian said, one, I feel bad for because MS Soccer never winning a match on Dynamite Rampage. And Julia's mm-hmm. heart is terrific. It's just getting, yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. Brian. I think that's one thing that I am happy. And you made a very good point, too, there, Phil. And even one thing, what Brian even said on the chat earlier, they should make that a women's classic tournament. I am so with you on that. They should make something like this for it to happen. And I hope it does. Because, but this one, I enjoyed this match. Uh, we know Emmy Sakura's, you know, we know her abilities, what she could do. She's a veteran for 25 years. She, of course, has, you know, mm-hmm. she's trained a lot of women in Tokyo Joshi Pro. And, you know, she has her her school out there and her promotion, which I don't know if she's mm-hmm. having someone running it. I don't know what's going on with it now because she's been here in America as a lot of late. But, mm-hmm. you know, so to see that it was no submission, I know one thing, if you notice, that the moonsault that Julia did, Right away, Emmy scooted herself inside because she mm-hmm. knew that Julia was not going to catch her all the way. Mm-hmm. So, Julia, I know it fucked up on that one. But it's fine. At least you could tell that Sakura was trying to make a save for her so she was in the baddest gym. But I'm happy for Julia to get that push. That is a good mm-hmm. point, though, Pepsi Phil, that we might see her push. Maybe she gets replaced by Sky Blue. That's what you're saying. Yeah, maybe so. We don't know. Maybe that could be the case. That could happen. We don't know that as yet, but we're, we're going to have to wait and see. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed this match. I really did. I really enjoyed this. Same. All right. Yeah, if not, let's get into that second. All right. Everybody wants to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Of course, the Temple Mask first and his crew, MJF and Samoa. Of course, we saw some, you know, MJF breaking the cane. He's like, no, that fuck that shit. And all, you know, everything would happen. Samoa. Of course, the crew came out and tried to attack MJF. Of course, it didn't happen because Mojo came out and made the save. He said he was going to protect them all the way to the end of the worlds. So now that this happened, and now we got, of course, a tag team match that we saw already. That the Devil Mask called out, "Hey, we're going to have a, we're going to have a tag team match. Two of our people that you do not know." Versus you and Samoa Joe, and of course MJF was like, "You know what? Fuck it! I'm taking this shit. Let's do it." And so he did it, and I love the promo that, of course, MGF did. Love that. Love the overall everything of it. He mentioned Cody. He mentioned mm-hmm. Punk, of course. You mentioned what he said about Punk. He mentioned how Samoa Joe. So I, lo- I loved every single one of it. It was awesome for me. It was great. Uh, this is why, you know, MGF is the hottest commodity right now for AEW. Make him your Stone Cold Steve Austin. If keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it, damn it. Make him your Steve Austin of professional wrestling. You're going to have to. Though. What? Sorry, Austin. I had I had to do that. <laughs> Bring it down, Pepsi Phil. What are your thoughts and this segment? Uh, and what do you think is is going to be facing these two guys next week on Dynamite, especially they're fighting in Montreal, Quebec, Canada? Uh, it'll probably be somebody from ROH. Um, truth be told, I don't really, I can't really say I care that much about it. Uh, amen to that. Um, I like I like that tempo. The only thing about it is MJF did a great promo. Uh, Joe did a great promo. He came out. And then I think right now they're creating a new type of Joe. And MJF's helping them because MJF's really good about doing stuff like that. Um, like right now, I know he's pretty much just, I mean, he's still a nice guy, but it's like, it's kind of hilarious. Like when he goes, however, which I actually love that. <laughs> like, I love that. And I mean, I mean, like I said, MJF, Joe, 
You got two of the two, like probably two of the best talkers in the game right now. Yeah. Seeing them go off on each other. Yeah, it's great. Um, like I said, I'm curious to see what hap- what 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 happens next. Because yeah, I know they're in a tag team, but like, does Joe come in and help them or not? Depending, it depends on what happens next. Honestly, so it's yeah. it's 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 a thing. It's been it's been good. Um, I'm trying to think who else we got. Um, and the original question was who they would fight. Um, yeah, I'm. I, this would be weird. I'd like I like the Bon Eric sons. I'd like to see him fight them. Ooh, the Von Erics. Yeah, I think that'd be really that'd be a really nice that'd be a real nice competition, and they'd be real complimented to each other. I like that. I the mean, Von I mean, yeah. I'm not sure. Like I said, I'm not sure who they're signed with and what their rules are, but yeah. Truth be told, yeah. Truth be told, I'd have, I'd, I'd sign them just on name alone. And I mean, I've seen their work, and they're great. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> well, my prediction for the regarding the WWE won't happen because he's WWE now, which Phil Brooks. So um, now I'm going to see go out and I'm on a limb and say Tony Khan himself is a devil. Because <laughs> if it was, was Max, it was me all along. I used to have that clip. I don't have it. <laughs> I, I like what Brian said too, right here too. You know about mm-hmm. the women's division. You're right on point with that, Brian. I think that's what was going to hurt him, and we're gonna. He's gonna have to start building them. He's gonna have to. So we're gonna have to wait and see mm-hmm. of how that's gonna turn out to be. But man, yeah, I'm with you, bro. I love that idea. The Von Erics. Ooh, that'd be some good mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. I would love it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love it. Love it. Hey, courtesy of my producer, Leo. Yes, and yeah. Want to talk about the comeback story? Samoa has been on fire. Yes, he has been on fire, and I'm glad he's been on fire, and he deserves yeah. his push. But I don't think he's gonna win, unfortunately. I hate to say it, but it's, it's not. I mean, he probably isn't, but honestly, I'm curious to see what MJF looks like after the match. Yeah. We're going to so. have to wait to see. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Mm-hmm. All right. Before we get into the main event, we got this one right here. Adam Copeland and Christian <laughs> Cage. Oh, yes. That's for just for all of you guys, of course. Well, How's everybody's father feeling today? <laughs> There you go. It, well, Karma's a bitch, Chris, because you did that. Go fuck yourself. And then this will happen to you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> we saw it happening. It happened. It was a good look. This promo, as much as we want to say that it's been annoying the fuck out of us. But mm-hmm. I will stay. Christian right now hits the hottest thing right now too in that fucking promo. Whether we like it or not, he's making that belt relevant. He and is the patriarch. He is a patriarch. Yes, he is. And I love what the fuck he's doing. Then him mentioning to Adam. Remember when we were remember you didn't have a father, but I was like your brother. My dad treated you like his son. We wouldn't have family. Then like, <laughs> I do this. Like all like all I swear we were all waiting for him to say. Mm-hmm. We mentioned about his mom, like, oh, he passed away. Like, oh, this fucker is pushing the green light. And I guarantee these these two mm-hmm. fuckers, they probably talked about it. We should do this, talk about this. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. And I guarantee you behind the scenes, Christian was like, I don't want to do this, doggy. We got to make you more hotter, like a hotter hill than you are. And he probably. made it happen. 
So, but this was awesome. I, I can I'm excited for this next week. I think that's going to be the main event. And it's crazy that somebody on social media, I don't know if it was you, Temple, and I, or somebody did, posted. They in WWE they had like three different matches, and this is going to be the fourth. I don't know. I think two. I think it was two or three in WWE, and they're going to have another one here in AEW. This is the one that I'm really like. Okay, what are we going to get out of this one? Biggest, you know. Are you excited? You know, are you going to be excited for this? And you think this is going to be the end of the feud already, heading into, you know, you know, heading into all in the old world. So this is going to be the end of or just the beginning. Do you feel like, you know, what are you? What are your expectations for next week's matchup? But oh, you know, oh they just down, brother. Oh, they just started right now. They're like right now they have their mic chemistry on really well. I think the, I don't know if they've ever wrestled each other, at least not on camera anyway. Well, no, they have. I mentioned it. Someone on social media posted they've wrestled each other in WWE three different times. Or, yeah, which I forgot which events was it. I have to go back. I'll send it to you whenever, when, if I find and it. But, I, but think, I know. Yeah, I think right now they're filling each other out, or at least they're, they're in a slow crawl to fill each other out. Um, I think they'll probably wait till after after holidays and the most recent pay-per-view to mm-hmm. kind of get into it. I think Sting versus, uh, Sting versus whoever over there. Um, could be is more likely to happen, but um, that's a hard one. But overall, I think the kids did great. So I think it's I think I think it'll work out. I think it'll still whatever decision they make, I think it'll still be great. So, and that's only because of who they have right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I, I don't know how they're gonna you know how they're gonna do this and. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's gonna be, I, I hope this should be the main event because you got two Canadians, even though they're not, <laughs> you know, even though they're not from Montreal, Quebec. But still, I mean, we not, first of all, you know damn well this Edge country. I'm sorry, Adam Copeland country. Oh yeah, it's Adam Copeland country. Yes, mm. well, Von Eriks will work with. Like, oh well, there you go. Well, at least Temple answered the question, mm. and then Temple saying that it could be Hammerstone and Ron Holiday. Oh, I mean, he loses. That's how he gets out of the contract. He gets out the contract. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Good point of that temple. Yeah, see, yeah, I like that. But I mean, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to wait and see, man. I know okay. you don't want. We're not. We're not gonna talk about the mm-hmm. the, the, the timeless Tony Storm. There's no point to it. What, what, what is there to talk about? They, they ain't shit to talk about it. That there really isn't. She right now has sold the shit out that character, and I think right now that's it. I think she needs a real opponent to keep the timeless part going. But I think yes. that'll be the case. So, but overall, I think yeah, mm-hmm. oh, man. definitely. Well, fuck it, we're gonna head into the main event so we close it out here. Mm-hmm. Main event here, folks. Of course, is the classic, which is one of the classics that I'm gonna have. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it right now, posting it here. Give me a few. Uno momento, por favor. And here we go. Come on, load up, you damn thing. And there you have it. There you have it. This is the classic right there. Jay White versus Swerve Strickland. Mm-hmm. This was a match. I'll tell you that, man. They These, wow. Two ever guys. Oh, fuck yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. They, they fucking killed it. They yeah. fucking destroyed it. And I love it. 
Oh man, I, I can't wait. And you know, what's more, but you know, and and look, this is what we got the points so far. So we have Moxley at six, we have Storb at six, we Rouge at three, and then we have Jay White at zero. Is of course Jay Lito and Mark Briscoe. They haven't won anything as of yet. Mm-hmm. But many thoughts of this main event and Strickland winning. Everybody thought that was going to be Jay White taking the win here. It looked like it. I'll tell you that. But man, the way how. I've got to give Swerve the credit where credit's due, man. It's These guys really went an instant classic. And I really enjoyed the fact that Swerve, you know, after the injuries and everything overall, that full gear, this fight mm-hmm. like, happened to this guy. And I'm glad that Tony Khan is seeing the push that we wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And he's pushing Swerve where he needs to get pushed. But I'm so happy. But I'm not happy about how you're booking Jay White. I'm okay? serious. I'm not going to sit back and take this fucking shit. You better take it, Tony Khan. Because you got to book Jay White somehow. You did it right. But better do, do this right, please. Mm-hmm. We have Pep- Pepsi, Phil. Break it down, man. What are your thoughts on this main event? Honestly, I got a little bit of chills watching them two fight. <laughs> it, it was... It's everything I love about wrestling. It's, it's, they both have hybrid styles. I mean, obviously, Swerve's a little more athletic, a little high flyer more than him. But they both have hybrid styles, so we get to see these big matches, big match moves. And, like, them yelling at each other is pretty great because we get to see what kind of chemistry they have together, which is the thing I want to see. Um, other than that, yeah, I got nothing. Like, right now, I'm just generally impressed with the fact that right now there is there is we get this like this literally comes to us like we get this match and it'll possibly come again um it was i mean swerve is still like i mean swerve has slowly becoming one of my favorite characters and jay white is just i mean he's bullet club so you know he has that going for him other than being a great wrestler but at the same time man these two bert took the house down oh yeah fuck yeah they did so they fucking did. They they tore the house down. So I was just like, okay, cool. Like they were, this is awesome. So I, I am excited to see more of this classic, you know. But what are your thoughts so far about the points so far? What do you think about that? Uh yeah. I mean that point system makes sense. Um I think what is it? Mox is in second place with six points over any? Uh um, Moxley is in first, actually, and Swerver's is second. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it. I mean, I think they can do some stuff with it. Um, I'm waiting to see what they come up with. Truth be told, um, but right now I am, like I said, this part of the book is ended, so we don't have to think about the like, Jay White and um, Moskowitz. I mean, Moskowitz. Um, I see Jay White and Swerve kind of go through it again. Uh, I don't know what they'll do because I mean I think they put everything in the in the basket this for go round. Um, but yeah, I think that's I mean I think that's the move though because honestly having either one of them win really like kind of win the tournament would derail the other one I think. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it'll probably I mean, it'll probably be some type of some type of like leather strap match that someone that someone got offended by, and then go from there. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just excited and I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to turn out to be. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, this classic is getting us 
to be like, all right, you know, we kind of like this, you know, it got us there. It, it, it feels like a classic. It, it, right? It does feel like a classic. Mm-hmm. You know, I like what Temple said here, though, like rumored to be Windows Sting and Darby versus Ric Flair and Andrade. I should should not. Oh, my God. If that does happen, I will be shocked about this. Happen. It looks like they are wrestling a draw or is it just me? It looked like it was going to be a draw. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It, it, it did. Swerve and Rouge, take my money, monthly wage. Oh, my God, you're right. I forgot about that match. Oh, my God. That's going to be a fire match if it happens. Yep. Oh, man, I, can't, I can't wait for that. That I cannot wait for that. That's going to be something that okay. I am looking forward to seeing. That that I, I'm with you on that, Temple. I do like that. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Before we close it out here, just to let you guys know, we're not gonna spoil things because I, I don't like to read spoilers or anything because I've already watched the show. But yes, this is gonna happen, of course, this Friday. Of course, at Rampage, you got a Orange Cassidy mm-hmm. and Hook and Dan House and Tripperado, of course, versus Daddy Magic, of course, Cool Hand Angelo, which I don't know what the fuck is going on him and and, and Soho. I don't know what the hell's going on there. Mm. And the Dark Order, which of course we saw Dark Order now owns BTE and now it's dark, you know, Dark Order being the Dark Order elite, whatever they want to call it. Saw it today, <laughs> saw it yesterday. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I saw that. We got Brian Cage and the, and the Work Horseman versus Penta Cero Miedo, Commander, and he called it Bekingo. Mm-hmm. And we also got Soraya, Ruby Soho, and Anna J, which I don't know how that's going to coexist. We're going to see a cool hand out there, probably accompanying and see what's going on with that. Versus yep. Hikaru Shida, Sky of Blue, which surprised me. What the fuck is she a face or a heel? And Chris Statlander. That's going to be on Friday for tomorrow for Rampage. We got Saturday, of course, we have Collision. We mm-hmm. got three headers right here of this blue mm-hmm. league of the of the Continental Classic. We got, of course, Claudia Castagnoli versus Brody King. Yep. Daniel Garcia versus Andrade El Idolo. And Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston. I'm actually excited for all these three matches. I'm looking forward yeah. to being really cardio on Brody King. I haven't mm-hmm. seen one on one since probably the indie days. I'm really yep. stoked to seeing that. And I, Andrade, I think you know how Tempo was mentioning about uh, you know Daniel Garcia about him being uh, he might come out there and do some. We will. We're gonna see that. I think we are gonna definitely see that for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where he should separate himself from Jazz from here and on out. Yeah. You know, be part of the fucking combat club. It doesn't matter, you know, or be a part with Andrade. Him and CJ Perry, you know, with I don't want to mind. I don't mind seeing that faction those as a tag team. Why the hell not? I don't mind seeing that at all. And of course, Brian and Kenny, I want to see how the hell Brian's gonna do it. You know, he's just had the order of bone surgery. You know, I heard everybody's discussions about her. You know, they said what they had to say, but well, you know, we're just gonna have to wait to see how this turns out to be. So are you excited, Pepsi Phil, for Friday and Saturday for these events? And, of course, we used to have SmackDown, which we don't know what's going to happen on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Of course, the repeating aftermath of what happened with Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Where's LWO going to go? What's going to happen with, you know, with Santos? What's next for Solo Sequoia and everything else? We don't know what's going to happen. So we're excited for this. Mm-hmm. What do you guys down, Pepsi Phil. The good thing about it is even though we know what the matches are, we don't know what the endings are. So that's the best part of the classic part. Um, everything else is taking the back seat to that, so that's the part I don't I worry about. Um, because this is and I know this is I'm diverging, so please bear with me. No worries. Truth be told, with the Continental Classics coming on, 
the fact that they don't have women's matches in between those like they do back they used to do back in the day yeah it's quite bothersome to me like it doesn't have to be like a uh it doesn't have to be like an iron man match but like doing like a doing 20 will go a long way to pretty much like it's like this person's going in the cage but before that these women are going to do such and such so. see. there you go. well said you said mm-hmm. it's very very well said let's see i forgot to tell you the gates are back yeah i remember i saw that they joined the they joined evil's fucking house of torture so now we have the gates of agony over there great we're gonna do a new japan show here soon it's just that a lot of things are happening in our personal lives it has been difficult for all of our schedules here folks but we're doing the best that we can do as you can see the director couldn't join us today because he had other unexpected events that occurred but you know that's it's fine funny. yeah that's fine but we close it out here very well Boom. there you yes but there you have it ladies and gentlemen we appreciate you all very, very muchos for joining us here on the episode 172, the final chapter of CM Punk or not. We don't know, but man, all I know is that Pepsi Phil, I know you're looking forward to it, what's going to happen, and I can't wait till we come back next week and talk about mm-hmm. everything that's going on in the world of professional wrestling because there's right, still a lot of right. I cannot wait. And I'm pretty sure you're excited for Dynamite, Montreal, Quebec. Shout mm-hmm. out to Joe Phone and Ring Podcast. And hopefully, straight talk if, you know, if George is going to go out there, go, I hope you do. I know it's kind of far from you, from, you know, from, you know, Ontario to on Montreal. So if you do, might as well. Hopefully, you go enjoy it. But everybody out there in Canada, we appreciate you all for listening and tuning in as well. Shout out to the whole world, Mexico, Japan. Everywhere, of course, the whole cross the US, the UK, especially. Shout out to Temple and everybody out there, and shout out to Brian. We appreciate you guys. But Pepsi Phil, tell them once again where can they find Pepsi Phil? Where can they locate you? You know, besides here on Circle Debate, where can mm, they find you um, if you go to my Instagram at philipjp24601 on Instagram, there is a link to my link tree account to find everywhere me from find me everywhere on line from my some of my writings some of my art and on occasion on occasion um just some some fancier jokes some dad jokes for everybody so and if anyone asks bruce sent you uh, <laughs> <laughs> love it i love it that's wonderful exactly uh, everyone, please, like I said, I'm enjoying wrestling. This is a wonderful time to be a wrestling fan. Ain't nothing but diversity in the stuff that we love all over the place. And social media is a big reason for that. Circle of Debate, also a big reason for that. Podcasts like these that honestly, granted, I'm not going to say we're an objective panel, people, but, <laughs> but we are at least honest. <laughs> Even if, if we're biased towards something for obvious reasons, we will tell you. That's but at the right. very least, but the very most important thing is just make sure we have fun with it. So, and I'm glad to have everyone here with us. That's right. You heard it right, folks. So it's about that time, ladies and Autobots, transform and roll out. It's about that time, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Thank you for hanging out with us and listening to us. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, folks. Happy Thursday, Friday, where, wherever you are around the world. Probably Friday, most likely. Mm-hmm. Happy for you enjoy your weekend and come back here on the youtube channel of course subscribe and follow us all over our social media platforms the link is right below mm-hmm. hit that 
and the, the notification button subscribe to us and don't forget saturday top Pro wrestling talk will be back as they'll be giving their thoughts of what mm-hmm. happened am i i want to hear what bruce got to say about punk and i can't i can't wait to hear what bruce got to say about dynamite so i'm actually looking forward to tuning in that for sure mm-hmm. i am excited always but, good yes. stuff over there always good stuff over there maybe i'll find out if i'm the new internet champion Oh, that's right. And we'll find out who is a debate network champion this Saturday. Whoever put under forums that, of course, Top Rope Wrestling Talk put on Facebook. On If you mm-hmm. will get it from Wendy on Saturday to find out is was it still or new. I'll be here. Probably we get a new from Pepsiville. You never mm-hmm. know. But ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. Don't forget. Come mm-hmm. back here Saturday. Tune in for Top Rope. And we'll be back. And don't forget that Pepsiville and I and of course, the rest of the family here on the Debate Network. We don't just do podcasting and wrestling and music and everything else. We fucking make history, folks. So you already know that. History. History. Now we, now we need some nana dancing. That, that's right. Ah, 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 there you go. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. Have a good night. You do. Goodbye. Good night. Yes!